0: Trauma to testimony encompasses the proclamation of the truth and narratives of believers who have endured trauma and shook up their pain and purposely walk daily in their victories, giving God their yes. We are standing and affirming Revelation twelve eleven on this podcast. Listen, the surrender, the resurrection, overcoming trauma, the becoming better, the inner work you have to do all heavy join me each week as we dissect the walk of faith we take as christian women who have endured some of life's pain and struggles we will dive into having the hard conversations to grow a deeper relationship with god this right here is from my girls who have endured trauma but have a lot of jesus Hey there, Healing Bestie. As promised, this week we are continuing the reconciliation series and it will be two full episodes. And I am so excited today to kind of give you this part two of um, the unfortunate events. We kind of touched bases with that as well as God has not forgotten about you in reconciliation. We touched that very heavy in this episode just so that you can be encouraged to know that the reconciliation, yes, God is dealing with a lot of your character and who you are um, in the midst of reconciling things, but God has not forgotten about you. Yes, it may seem that, you know, the person or the place or the environment, or if you're reconciling with your past, it may seem as if things are not being dealt with. And I have truly been there in some days with some situations and some relationships, I feel like I am still there talking to God about the same relationship or situation, but in the midst of it, God is doing something greater and God is doing something bigger in you when it comes to reconciliation. So God has not forgotten about you. I pray that this episode blesses you and that the spirit of reconciliation just seeps down inside of your soul and that this message message speaks to you and encourages you, you to reconcile. Enjoy the episode! So, in Genesis 40, um, chapter 40 is all about the ba- the cupbearer and the baker. And the amazing part about this, or, you know, what Joseph um, did was, you know, interpret their dreams and their dreams gave, you know, just notice to what was about to happen to both of them. And um, the one thing that was so important that I just want to highlight because I'm starting to see this repetitive nature in Genesis um, when it comes to Joseph's story and the people who were command- and, um commanded, Ooh, Who were under Joseph, um, these people still were giving honor to God. And you know that there was a lot of stuff going on in Egypt with, you know, just false deities and things like that. But Joseph, along with the people that were under him, they always noted their self. They always noted the importance of God. They always went back to God. Let's give God the glory. Despite the situation, despite the circumstance, or, you know, despite what's going on, let's give God glory. And that speaks to just the nature of, you know, Joseph's faithfulness in God, despite his situation. Because think about it. you you in prison You helping other people out. Yes, you're over everybody in prison, but you're still in prison. That's probably not where you want to be. But in all of that, Joseph trusted. and, And that shows just for the people under him to have that type of spirit just as Joseph did shows so much in who Joseph was in character. So I just wanted to highlight that. Because when Joseph is asked in Genesis 48, when, you know, they, the cupbearer and the baker said, we both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph's reply to them was, do not, in- do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. And right there was an important shift to where, you know, Joseph was making it known like, okay, you know, God, I'm inviting you into this moment. Doesn't it belong to God? Like, let let me see what God is going to bring in at this moment. And then Joseph gave them the dream interpretations. And it was the very thing that happened. And sometimes just going back to the to the beginning, um, when we talked about Joseph's dreams, um, when he told his brothers of it, sometimes, you know, we are given certain gifts and, and God will use those gifts or those, those ways that God speaks to us right there in the midst of us going through our suffering and our struggles. And a lot of the times, you know, some of us would, probably lose faith being in the midst of this type of suffering. We would lose, you know, the the faith and the hope to even help others. But Joseph did it. Joseph took, okay, this is God's. I'm going to have to continue to have faith in God. This dream interpretation is God's. And I also believe that Joseph knew that he was in the midst of helping two people that, that this was God ordained. I definitely believe that Joseph knew that this was God ordained because out of nowhere, you would want me to interpret dreams and, and God. Ooh, and I believe that the very thing that kind of played events leading up to Joseph being sold into slavery. Now, the things that happened, it was the dream interpretation. Joseph could have gotten upset because he was sold into slavery, you know, by his brothers because of his dream. Okay, he was treated wrong by his brothers because of his dream. His father rebuked him when he told him of the dream. Now, that same thing that God implanted in him to help others to be there for other people, to to be in the prison, to help the cupbearer and the baker to recognize um, and interpret their dream could have been the very thing that Joseph could have gave up on because of everything that he had to endure, because of the suffering. And a lot of the times we give up because of the suffering. Like this is hard. This is a hard season, God. I don't understand. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna sit here and I'm just gonna just be done with this. Like you can definitely, you know, get in a place where you don't want to trust God and you you are lacking the faith and you're not doing the things to get your faith up and you're not doing the things to draw near to God because even in seasons of suffering that's when we need to draw closer to God so that our fears um insecurities the just the things that the enemy will use to heighten up in us the things we've been through that it won't it won't be a tactic that the enemy can use because the enemy ain't really got no power it's about what's in us that the enemy can build off of, of, okay? It's about what's in us. It's about those fears, those doubts, though that unbelief that you're struggling with, what happened in your past, your traumas. It's those things that continue to be invited in your heart because like we spoke about Joseph's brothers, Joseph's brothers had that hatred in their heart. So you were able to see And in a few verses, how they were able to be manipulated by the enemy because of the hatred in their heart, and they plotted to kill. And then they said, oh, that dreamer, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, what about his dream now? Stealing, destroy. All right there in a few verses. The enemy was allowed to run rapid because of how their hearts were. And and today, I just want to really speak to you about your heart. What's in your heart? As we talk about reconciliation and the reason why I'm going through this this way, because I really want to, you know, deal with the heart how your heart needs to be, what things need to be removed, because sometimes we can go forth and go with reconciliation. But if we haven't spent the time with God and we haven't laid our heart out and our heart troubles out to God and we haven't put them on the altar and we say, God, heal me, deal with me, deliver me from this, deliver me from my actions. I took part in the situation, deliver me from what I said, deliver me from You know, all those different things that could have took that have taken place in this situation. Deliver me from the hatred in my heart. Deliver me from the times that I gossiped and talked about this person. Okay, because, you know, it get real when you just like, listen, I just really have this feeling about this person because this is what they did to me. I can't deal with it. This is who they are. Okay, now you have to deal with your heart. You have to deal with your heart. So imagine being in the midst of the suffering and God still uses you. Will you remain the same? Will you still have faith? Will you still trust? Will your heart still be good? Will God be able to use you even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of knowing that you've been done wrong, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of anger? Let's talk about it, okay? Let's talk about it. Even in the midst of all of that, will you be able to remain the same for God? Will you be able to call on God and, and, and say, you know what? This belongs to God. So I'm inviting God into this space. Despite how I feel, despite this environment that I am in, because Joseph was in prison. In prison. In prison, he didn't ask for that. And think about it: how do you go from being such this? Ooh, and that's and that's some of our stories. Ooh, here we go. So how do you go from being this beloved son? You you're giving, you're given treasure by your father, and all of that love is, is poured into you. You're treasured, treasured. And then here comes life circumstances. Here comes the pain. Here comes suffering. Here comes the very thing that could take you out. You didn't ask for any of this to happen. And then it happens. And then it happens. And in the midst of pain, in the midst of trouble, You still have to believe. You still have to trust. And I believe that that's where a lot of us are. (laughs) A lot of us have seen life take us out. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of us have seen things happen and we still had to be the good person. We still had to keep it up. We still had to keep things strong. We didn't want to suffer because suffering means we don't have it together. And if you came from a household like I grew up in, suffering means that something's wrong with you. You need to do some fixing. (laughs) But no, sometimes God allows suffering because it builds you up for purpose in the kingdom. And what God wants you to do, not what the world wants you to do. And in this sense, God was promoting Joseph to purpose. And that same thing applies to you. So don't lose faith in God. Our story is his glory. God is promoting you to purpose. I know what it looks like. I know it seems like suffering is hard. I know it seems that nothing is working out and things are just chaotic and you can never see yourself getting out the situation. But I really want to remind you that you are coming out. Draw near to God, keep your trust and faith in the Lord. God will provide the context of all of what you have been through and what it means for your purpose. You just have to tap in. And this is a perfect segue to Genesis 40 verses 18 through 23. Oh, I'm sorry. No, verses 20 through 23. So it says, Now the third day was Pharaoh's birthday, and he gave a feast for all his officials. He lifted up the heads of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker in the presence of his officials. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position so that he once again put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he impalled the chief baker, just as as Joseph had said to them in his interpretation. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Do not get discouraged in trusting God and having faith in God to bring you out of suffering or out of what you feel is suffering because of the difficulty you are having with reconciling things. That last part of the last verse we just read, on verse 23, he forgot him. Sometimes in our journey, we feel like we have been forgotten. We feel like we have been abandoned. And those feelings can definitely come up when you're talking about reconciliation. You feel like someone has forgotten what they have done. You feel like your story in in proving why you have the feelings you have is forgotten about. aren't those real feelings? Cause I know I have those feelings. (laughs) I know that (laughs) there are different situations that I've had to talk to God about. Like, God, listen, I feel like I have to let this go so easily, but Lord, you didn't see what happened. Like, you know, am I wrong for having my feelings? Like, this is my honest to God. Like, conversations like I in prayer like God listen like this really broke me like I I need to really have some time with you because I can't understand you know why this person is it feels like this person is being spared but I'm in the midst of suffering and opportunities keep passing me by because I'm sure that's what Joseph felt that I want to be free. And just as Joseph was see Joseph had gave the interpretation of the dreams and told them to not forget about him. Joseph told the cupbearer and the baker not to forget about him. Say when you know you go and tell these dreams don't forget about me. And just as they were freed, now the chief baker, of course, died, but the cupbearer was free, given back to his position, just like the dream um, was interpreted. But Joseph still was there. And I just want to speak to someone who feels as if reconciling things is difficult because I feel like I would have to let so much go. I feel like I would have to oversee what was done and I feel like it's a little unfair. The important thing to remember is that it's not... it's not about them so much, it's about God. It's about what God is doing through you. It's about the character that God is building. And it took me a while to realize that. It took me a while to realize that reconciliation has more to do with God and our position with God then it has to do with me thinking that because I'm reconciling this, I'm having to let so much go. And yes, it is. That's the reality. You do have to overcome yourself in the midst of reconciliation. You have to overcome those fleshly desires to see somebody pay for something or those fleshly desires to prove a point or those fleshly desires to get the last word. When you're really wanting peace that only the Lord gives, when you're really wanting joy, and trust me, this part makes me emotional, when you're really wanting to be free from your past, none of that is going to matter. When you're offering up your heart on the altar because you feel like you have been so broken in life and you feel like you've always had to perform, To be okay. But inside you. You suffering. Come on now. It's not even worth it. When you just want God. It's not even worth it. And I just really want to. Challenge you. To overlook it. To get the help that you need. To heal what happened. So that you can go forth. In reconciliation. Because. Think about it like this. If you're not able to forgive, if you're not able to reconcile things the right way that God wants you to, because some of us will be reconciling in different ways. God will give you the instruction on how to reconcile. All of us aren't going in the midst of confrontation, and I'm not talking about you know rowdy confrontation because I feel like in some instances that type of form of um, you know conflict is is a little bit healthy. I do feel like there's healthy conflict, there's healthy um, and rightful ways to address something. So a lot of us, God will be dealing with more of character than us with reconciliation more than. Um, you know, going to the person and having this conversation, like that may not be part of your reconciliation story. But that's why it's important to have a relationship with God and talk with God. So the thing to see here too is that it's okay to walk on this journey of reconciliation and stay there. Like it's okay to stay there and stay with God and ask God to build your trust. Ask God to continue to to mold you and give you the character that you need to pursue reconciliation. It's okay to be right there. Another opportunity will come because if God hasn't granted the opportunity for you to be free from this thing yet, that means that God is doing something in you. Joseph probably felt let let down when the cupbearer was freed and was given this rightful position, because he knew the dream, he interpreted, he seen what was happening, but he still was forgotten about and still had to stay in the jail. But God had to restore his freedom at perfect timing, because prematurely that could have been damaging for Joseph but God had to, just like God is, perfect timing. God is doing things in perfect timing. That's why it's important for you to have a relationship with God and heal, because God is doing things in perfect timing. Some of us stray and it's very risky behavior to stray because there's so much that God has for us. Some of us close out off ourselves to God because we've been let down in the suffering. We've been let down by our past. We've been let down by um, the things that we have been through. And we feel like safety is somewhere else outside of God. But I really want you to know that safety is God. Safety is in God. Safety for your well being, for your physical being, for your mental health, for your spiritual health, for your emotional health. It's all in God. You can be safe with the Lord, you can trust Him. I know some things have happened. I know it feels like, when am I gonna be free? Even if I have to reconcile this thing with this person, with my past, with the things I've been through, will I ever get to the promise? Or am I just really playing myself cause I'm letting things go? Let's talk about real conversation about how you feel But the truth is, you don't have to worry about any of that because God has you. God was there in the midst of your suffering and pain. God seen it, God saw exactly everything that took place. He has not forgotten about you, just in case you needed that reminder. He has not left you. He has not abandoned you. He has not done anything in your past that everyone else has done to you. Remind yourself of God's character. If you're struggling with that, remind yourself of God's character. I literally had to write, and it's all over my bedroom. It's all over the bathroom and <laughs> the closet. And I had sticky notes of God's character. It was like the 30 names of God. I was reading this book. Um, I can't remember. Oh, It's by Stormy Ormitton think. And it was like the power of a praying woman. And I put the 30 names of God. Of course, there's more, but I remember even writing the scriptures so I can um, go and look in God's word when I'm really needing that character of God. And I put them all over the closet, all over the bedroom. They're still up today. Like some of them have, you know, done their time and they have Fail (laughs) because they were sticky notes, and to this day, I'm literally looking at it whether I'm using the the bathroom or I'm getting ready in the morning or you know I'm going into the closet. It's always there because I needed that reminder at that point in my life. Like I needed that reminder. You know healing going through therapy having to reconcile and restore relationships with you know two of the most um prominent people in my um in my trauma story that i feel like had a lot of um i had a lot of you know just trauma from like it was a lot of issues going there and i just felt like god why Why is all this healing, this healing gets hard. Why is all this going on? Like, can you come and get your girl? Um, Because listen, this is a lot. And I don't understand why I got to do all of this. Forgiving and reconciling. (laughs) But in that season, I needed to draw near God. And I really needed to understand that the reconciliation was bigger than me. And the truth is, just as I am, God shall, I had to recognize that those that there may be issues with, or you know, the trauma was endured from them, that I had to recognize that they were God's children as well. And that God is always doing something bigger for purpose. And that's just the truth I had to accept. But I had to accept, too, that God got me. Despite what my environment looks like, despite what my circumstances look like, God has me and God has not forgotten about me. I had to speak that truth of whose God's character is. That God is a strong tower. That God is a healer. that God is a provider, that God is a protector. I had to remind myself in one of the darkest seasons of my life, being triggered, feeling all the pain, feeling like life circumstance after life circumstance, Okay, let's go. Those unfortunate events had a ripple effect in my life. Wounds were being opened, and I didn't understand why. Like, why me? Feeling like I had, up until this point, the last five years of my life, I had lived it up. I've had, I lived in the midst of blessings. Blessings. I lived in the midst of God taking care of things for me. I lived in the midst of just sitting and seeing all of the goodness of what God was doing. And then boom, wounds have been opened up. And I started to feel too. God, have you forgotten about me? Have you forgotten about me? Like, you know, I don't understand what's going on. Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to heal this? I felt like right now is not the time for this. You know, I'm in the midst of all these blessings. I'm in the midst of what I've seen. What I'm in the midst of all of, what was said that I that I wouldn't have in this lifetime that God you you gave me a double portion you you blessed me with that and more you showed me this good life you showed me that I was more even after pain and suffering and childhood trauma even going through that you showed me this blessed life but here I am going into suffering Here I am, walking into this road of healing, and I can't understand. Why, God? Why, God? Why, God? Because most times when we're going through something, that's the only thing we have for God. Why? 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 I just want to tell you again, if I haven't told you already, that God has not forgotten about you. Everything happens in perfect timing. Start talking to God about the pain. Start talking to God about how you feel, how you really feel. Not not the cute church girl prayers. Those are cute. But the matters of your heart, because God already knows it. How you really feeling about reconciliation? How you really feeling about having to let things go to forgive? How you really feeling about life right now? How you really feeling about what you've been through? How you feel that there's a war going on inside of you about what happened? It wasn't until I really started having a true conversation with God that I started to realize. It wasn't that life circumstances or things around me in the world started getting better. It's that what was inside of me started getting better. I started to heal in a different way this time. It wasn't a temporary fix that a self help book could give me. It wasn't a temporary fix that watching an inspirational video clip could give me. It was literally, literally a pardon for my soul. God needed my heart to shift. In how I see things, God needed my heart to shift in how I view people. God needed my heart to change because, if I can be honest, although I was you know, always out and helping people, always have, you know, this this good spirit and, and, you know, doing so many different things in the community. The truth was, internally, I felt like I was at war with me. And then when it started to bleed out, there was no way that I could control it. I could no longer play like I was strong because my weaknesses were pouring out. And to this day, I wouldn't have it any other way because that's where God needed me. God needed my weaknesses to be right there on the line. So that he could be perfect in it so that he could work with it. Tony, who protected herself, who was there for her, who defended herself, who kept herself straight and kept herself safe, the one who was was always there for her, the one who would make sure that she had everything she needed, the one who would be in a hamster wheel of life Because she knew what it was to not have enough. She knew what it was to not have anything in a friend. She knew what it was to not have anybody to depend on. She knew what it was. But sometimes God will bring you to a point where You're desperate for God and you only have God to depend on because that requires trust and faith. It requires true surrender, trust, and faith. And that's where God needs you for your heart posture to be right. To use you, God needs you to trust him. And I wish I could give it to you another way, but that is really what it is. God needs you to trust him. Even in the midst of suffering and pain. Because some of us have been suffering for so long, we feel that This is what God has for us. But that's not the truth. That's why it's important to remind yourself about the character of God. God has more for you. That was the one thing God told me when I walked across my high school graduation. and I felt like my childhood, everything came up and I felt like, you know, I didn't have any purpose. I didn't have any drive or ambition, at that point, there was nothing that I felt like I had at that point of my life. And I can remember, if you have heard my testimony or parts of my story, you know this, but I can remember having that encounter with God that day. And God said, I have more for you. I could remember every every sound all the claps all the applauses being you know just sent to silence and I could clearly just it was a spiritual I felt it in my spirit and God was really just speaking to me I have more for you and when I tell you I seen the goodness of the Lord i seen things change in my life. I've seen how God pulled me from a girl that was never a part of anything to being a part of almost everything in college. How I started to pray to God because I had um, daddy wounds and promiscuity, if that's the word. Yeah. Um, because of now that I know now, a lot of the things in my parents' past. When I told God in my freshman year, I wasn't going to be that girl with father wounds who go out here with all these boys, that I was going to go, God, and I was going to find my husband. And I did. God was faithful. I've seen the goodness of the Lord. So God gave me more. There was so much said about me as a child growing up that I was gonna turn out crazy, that I was gonna um, go crazy after man. Like it was so much spoken over me when I was so young that haunted me, especially in suffering seasons. It haunts me. I had to go to therapy for so much that was said that I would never amount to nothing, that school Um, that I would never complete high school, did that, that I would never go off to be anything. Huh, so funny with that. But that's the thing. God promotes us to purpose in the midst of our suffering because there's a character work that is done. God has more for you. And I just pray whew, for anyone, because it's really trauma, the testimony really touches my heart. Because I pray for anyone who has been through trauma, who has been through pain, who has been through things that, you know, even thinking about it brings you so much emotions. You know, it brings you emotions. And that the heaviness of speaking about it or trying to heal from it is just overwhelming. I just pray that you know that God loves you, that God cares for you, that what happened to you is not something that God ordered Himself. That it is not the character of God what somebody else did to you. And it took me a long time to get there. Because I'm speaking my truth. It is, it is hard to do this healing work without God. And I pray that you draw near him and you get the healing that you need. Because you draw near him because he is close to you. He is already there, covering you, protecting you, getting you through. He sees the hurt. He sees the pain. He knows that doing this reconciliation thing is hard. But there's more for you on the other side of that forgiveness. There's more for you on the other side of you letting go. There's more for you on the other side of laying down that pain in exchange for peace. I pray that you get the help that you need, that sometimes, oh, and I feel this for somebody, sometimes the suffering is because we won't do our part, our part in letting go, our part in getting the help that we need, our part in reaching out, our part in reconciling things, our part in just letting God be God and us not trying to control it, us not trying to control the relationship. I'll give you a, a last uh, like story time thing because, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm going to be wrecked and, and messed up in a second because... God, is so good. But I remember being in one of my therapy sessions. And me and my therapy was, I mean, me and my therapy. Me and my therapist were discussing just a, an important relationship that I was reconciling. I was working on, um, I was working on reconciling with, and just been working on this relationship, been doing a lot of healing work with trying to restore this relationship. And I can remember the conversation that me and my therapist had about me not being free in this relationship and, and that concluding that, you know, I didn't trust God because I wasn't free to allow the relationship to be what it was going to be. I was putting parameters on... um on the relationship and how much a person could, you know, hurt me. And I noticed that there was a series of relationships like that. There, Well, maybe there was most of my relationships that are like that. I keep people at a distance because I don't want them to hurt me. And this was the most revealing relationship I mean, revealing therapy appointment that I've ever had. Like, I was like, because usually, you know, your girl think, because she a counselor in training, I think, you know, like, I got to know something. Like, you know, so I always am like, yeah, I'm working on, you know, like, I'm always, you know, trying to work on myself. I'm trying different strategies for things. But at this point in therapy, I didn't have nothing i ain't have no backup i ain't have nothing to respond it was like literally like my whole throat was locked because i have nothing to say i didn't have a comeback for it i said yeah you're right that's it Who? Trusting God is truly living in freedom. Living in freedom to know that you don't have to be in bondage in anything, in any area of your life. Trusting that God will be there for you. You don't have to put parameters on anything in life. You don't have to put parameters because God has you. Trust God. You got to trust God on behalf of everything in this life. You have to trust God when you're healing. You have to trust God when you're entering into a new relationship. You have to trust God that you won't get triggered. You got to trust God that you, the, um, that you won't get hurt. You got to trust God that he's going to be there for you, even if there's hurt and there's pain release the control, because that's what I had to do. Can't be asking God to take the steering wheel and I'm trying to drive too. And honestly, it came down to a choice. Is it going to be me who tries to order my life knowing that I dropped me, knowing that I don't know it all? knowing that there's been times where I'm operating out of pain and hurt? Or is it going to be God, the creator of all things that knows better than I know, that has known me before I was formed in my mother's womb, that has poured all of these great things into me that calls me his own? Am I going to allow <laughs> myself to play me and try to drive the steering wheel? Or is it going to be God? Am I going to let go of the control and allow God to be there for me, even in reconciliation? mm Mm-mm-mm. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that it has impacted you in a very special way. Share this episode with a friend who may need inspiration in this area. Screenshot this week's episode and let us know what you think about this episode. And tag us on Instagram at trauma to testimony. If this did a tug on your heart, I want to invite you to stick around with us and join our email list and Healing Besties support community. The links are down in the show notes. And until next time, let's heal, Bestie. Let's heal together. Heal with you next week.